This podcast is brought to you by ThamesCon, bringing conventions to Oxford and London, including the Great Conjunction, the first ever dark crystal convention in the world. For more information, visit their website at www.thegreatconjunction.com. Another world, another time, in the age of wonder. You are listening to Trial by Stone. Trial by Stone! Dea, Tea, Dara, Tea. Your vital essence, the Dark Crystal. Kida, Kida. Come, come, see for yourself. Aru, Garu. How very interesting. Dea, Tea. I feel the song of Thra in my heart! Now go, you heroes of Thra! Hello and welcome to Trial by Stone, the Dark Crystal podcast. I'm your host, Phil, and I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. There has been quite a few sort of Dark Crystal news or developments or things that have sort of been announced or come, you know, whether it's, you know, soon or in later in next year. So we've got plenty to sort of chat about for this episode of Trial by Stone. And with me, as always, is uh, my co-host, Sydney. Uh, Sydney... How are you and how how are things been going with yourself? It is officially summertime over here in the States, and so it is hot in the Frost Studio (laughs) over here. But other than that, you know, there's a, a lot of hope on the horizon, I feel like. We've got a lot of little blips of news and and buzz pertaining to the dark crystal it's been kind of quiet in our fandom lately yeah absolutely it's it's sort of been interesting i think especially like the first half of this this year i mean we're i know usually we record these episodes way in advance but this episode that we've recorded on on the 20th of june this will actually be out um on the 23rd of june uh for those that are just wondering you know if this is a bit bit more current with the news aspect and yeah it's like the first sort of five or six months well yeah almost the first half of the year has been very quiet for dark crystal you know even to the point where we sort of thought oh you know <laughs> that i sort of pitched the idea of doing like a speculation or um you know prediction show that sort of thing so which could still happen you never know oh yeah exactly exactly it, it, it is actually something i need to revisit <laughs> that prediction show you know towards the end of the year just to see uh how far anyone um you know got right or not or you know so yeah and there's always <laughs> yeah. going to be room for speculation no matter what happens honestly we're <laughs> always gonna want to look to the future and see what else is coming because we're greedy little podlings <laughs> yes exactly and we just want more we just want more dark crystal yeah but can you blame us though come on no i, I mean especially <laughs> you know after a show like age of resistance it's just like such an incredible show and and then i always think about the, like all the missed merchandise opportunities like you know, it, like for me it's like i still want my plush pluffum like yeah <laughs> you know yep, especially yeah. what if they made him like a paper shredder or or you know something something to do with stationary like you know he's like a bookend or something something that is functional so yeah pencil sharpener why not that's adorable so you know listen to us guys come on i know we're geniuses exactly uh so no yeah go ahead now we have we have some uh some news sort of i mean you know not not like season two news or anything but it's you know there's ripples in the water now people are you know the eyes are turning again to age of resistance um to 
sort of talk about what's been what's on the horizon for i mean we have the ballet i think the last time we did a, a news sort of chat was when they announced the ballet Yes, and yeah. And that, have that, we had any new developments on that? Uh, well, actually, we do. I mean, they actually announced uh, the dates for the upcoming um, season. So I think as we knew that it was going to be part of the, I think, the 2021 to 22 schedule, and it was most likely going, going to be in 22, obviously for obvious reasons of, you know, coinciding with the 40th anniversary um, of the Dark Crystal. Uh, so they're definitely stuck with... Uh, the 20s uh, with 2022 and it's going to be I think it's between uh, April the 2nd to the 24th of April next year so springtime spring of next year we're gonna have some some dark crystal dancing and I am I'm so stoked I really really hope that I can find a way to get to England for that I mean I'm always looking for an excuse to to fly across the pond because you know Come on, let's be honest. It gets boring over here. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that's the thing. There's been a lot of reasons to fly, but, um, you know, unfortunately for uh, myself, like in, in Australia at the moment, they're sort of not uh, let, letting anyone out unless, like, they have, like, a really good reasons and, like, and I think a lot of paperwork involved just to get out of the country. Yeah. Uh, Listen, so, I host a I podcast. Is that not good enough? I know. Sheesh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Apparently, no, that's no, that's not important enough according to no, society. No, no, no. But uh, I, yeah, but I do. I really do hope that the um, Dark Chris Odyssey that they're able to do um, to film the event and whether they're able to do possibly screenings, because um, I know I have some cinemas in Melbourne that they do uh, like screen like uh, performances of plays. You know, like from from. I don't know if they've done it specifically for the Royal Opera House, um, but I know they've done, yeah, yeah, in general, like those kind of Yeah, um, and they do it for the Met over here. They do it for a bunch of theatres over here. Yes, yeah, the Met is the big one that, yeah, there's always uh, screenings um, that I always see with the um, independent cinemas um, here in Melbourne, so, which is, which is pretty cool. So I'm, I'm really hoping that that'll happen with the Dark Crystal um, Odyssey. And I think one of the interesting things, um, when they dropped the dates, um, because it was during a time where they were announcing dates for not only Dark, Dark Chris Odyssey, but a lot of other um, productions and um, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but with Dark Crystal, you can't actually book your tickets just yet. And I actually, and it it wasn't going uh, tickets. And then I think um, someone got in contact with the Royal Opera House, and uh, they said, yeah, it, tickets won't be on sale till next year. Um, but I. But I did. I actually just went to their website um, just to check out if there's been any additional updates. And they said the general bookings open on the 22nd of February next year, 2022. That's cutting it kind of close. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. It's like two two months before. Um. Uh. Yeah, before the play, hoping, the ballet and the dance. Hopefully, yeah. that yeah, builds so up hype yeah. and gets people to to go. You know, I I really hope even if I don't get to go that a lot of people do. I hope that there's a big turnout. I hope it gets lots of attention. I hope that when it opens, we see all kinds of articles and reviews and people talking about it and like generate the buzz. You know, I, I one of the things I, I talk about this uh, with Jamie and with a lot of people a lot lately is how nostalgic I've been feeling lately. And I think a lot of us have been feeling for that, that 2019, that early 2019 buzz of knowing there was something coming that you know we were just counting down the months till age of resistance and just being pure excitement and 
just everybody exchanging their ideas of what it was going to be like. Where are we going to be able to see it? Are we going to start seeing marketing for it? Who's going to be playing who? You know, we had the cast, but not who was playing who. We like, we had all of these, you know, speculative ideas and we were just all so excited and like because people were talking about Dark Crystal again and I feel like while this isn't going to be on that same scope it'll be nice to have something kind of along those same lines of positivity in the community of like here's this thing we can get excited for and just like have eyes on the franchise again more than just our circles that are always paying attention to it you know <laughs> I, I, that's sort of yeah where ne things are sort of happening for yeah next year and and i mean that's just the, the start of something so you know he's hoping that there'll be um, more things um i mean I, I i do hope that the um uh, jim henson company um you know I, I i would i would imagine i would hope that they would have some plans lined up for um for next year that they're probably already got in the works and you know we're just waiting you know waiting waiting to you know see what happens um so yeah i mean uh, well i mean the first thing actually just thinking about it was of course um uh, labyrinth um is getting a re-release on 4k blu-ray and 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 actually i did post on darkcrystalpodcast.com um i posted a little article about um about that and just sort of speculate oh yeah a little spicy it, it was probably it's it's probably the spiciest i've probably <laughs> been you know um but it, it, it but it has been something that's been on my mind for like several years like ever since the um it came out on 4k and i sort of speculate how you know if, if they do re-release re it of course next year but also there is quite a few like video issues that is like like it, like it's there um that is sort of a bit annoying um that happens towards the end of the great conjunction like like a flash frame of of a shot that's in the first frame of of one of the shots that should be the last frame and just uh, i guess i guess more that nitpicky not nit nitpicky but they're, they're genuine issues yeah little like attention to detail like those of us who have every copy of home release that have seen every version of it over and over and like can visualize the entire movie start to finish when we close our eyes like the we are the ones who are going to notice those little things like that because we've you know spent so many hours just watching every shot and trying to pay attention to every detail and um so yeah we're catching that stuff yeah and i think especially like with my background like um because i, I work in post-production so uh one of my main tasks is always uh watching an episode of a game show so i'm always making sure that you know the, the spelling the spelling looks right or there's no continuity issues or you know no flash frames you know so sort of the ones i'm sort of <laughs> explaining yeah, the contestants aren't wearing a different outfit in the middle middle of a sentence and <laughs> yeah, then they come no, back. That, <laughs> oh no, that would be weird. Yeah, um, uh, but yeah, so it was just being one of those things. It's just it has been on my mind for for a long time, and I thought, well, if they're going to re-release the um, Labyrinth in 4K, you know, if they then maybe they might do it again um, for the Dark Crystal, and it's just more like, hey, if you can please fix these things, you know, for if you're going to re-release the Dark Crystal again in 4K next year, please, like, fix these little things. Yeah, please look at this. Um, so, I mean, for any there, anyone at the Jim Henson Company or, um, <laughs> or or Sony Pictures, that actually, I think they do the um, distribution as well. Um, yeah, go to darkcrystalpodcast.com. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Please and thank you. Yeah, please and thank also, you. Also, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's not forget, too, we still haven't had a home release for Age of Resistance. And I think that was a lot of people's first thought when, when they saw that 
Labyrinth was getting another home release, another version. And I don't even know, there's so many versions already out there of Labyrinth that you can go get. Um, and, you know, I'm not complaining about that. That's awesome. I love Labyrinth and, and I'm happy to have a new addition, to, you know, for my Henson collection. However, a lot of us still thought like, wow, we're getting another Labyrinth and I still don't have Age of Resistance on Blu-ray. What's that about? Why can't we take Age of Resistance home? It is still kind of nonsense that the only way to watch Age of Resistance is still through on on Netflix. And I would understand if it were still going, I guess, like if it if it hadn't been officially canceled. But the fact that, hey, that's all we got. If you're telling us that that's all we're getting of it, Netflix, then maybe you should let us take it home and have it in a pretty box, you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. You owe us that much, I think. I'm going to say and, it. And new special <laughs> features as well, you know? Um. Yeah, like put the crystal calls on there at the very oh, least. Oh, yeah, definitely, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bundle minimum, it yeah, on yeah. there. <sighs> yeah, so. No good reason why not to. But at the same time, now that we have... Uh, this something else we were going to talk about but this kind of connects to it i guess would be the new exhibit in atlanta uh the new age of resistance um puppet exhibit and that just opened this week yes it um, did actually yeah for the yeah center for puppetry just, arts yes yeah yep and um uh, we've already been getting you know people have been posting all their pictures of it doing their own little mini reviews of it and telling everybody like if you can get to atlanta come out here and you know check this out um i know a couple of people in my friend circles are already talking about getting their tickets to go out and see it and fly from out of state to go see it and i'm super jealous because uh as of right now booking um round trip to atlanta from california with lodging is like as much as my rent right oh, now wow. but well, i'm yeah. you know i'm still dreaming of it yes yeah um, yeah I, I, but, and i'm just super jealous as well just because um yeah it's like you're even farther away you're in a whole away. other and I, I, I would i would you know if we didn't have if we weren't in the situation that we're in at the moment yeah i would definitely um yeah uh, fly over like if society yeah. would recognize <laughs> you for the celebrity you are and yeah. let you fly no jeez <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, <laughs> not bitter at all. Yeah, not salty. Yeah. What are you talking about? I know, but I mean, <laughs> I definitely had um, great memories of um, going to the Center for Puppetry Arts down in, um, I think, April 2019, um, back when they had the ex exhibition for, um, you know, for the Dark Crystal. And just seeing, like, you know, the Mystic and um, the Skeksis. I think it was, um, you know, I'm trying to think. I think it was Skekong, I think. I, yeah, I know. I'm sort of almost like trying to remember the name, you know, which, you know, which mystical, which Skeksy was there. But I know Olga was there and, um, and Jen, uh, the Gotham, um, and just, yeah, the, the incredible detail that went into, you know, it, it, it is like, you know, when you're seeing in the film, it, I think it's just such a different experience, like seeing it really up close and personal, you know, compared to what you're just seeing, you know, um, on your TV screen or or on a big screen, um, like with the dark crystal. So it it was like it was definitely one of my favorite highlights. Um, uh, you know, being able to go to Atlanta, um, to see the exhibit. So again, yeah, I'm very jealous that, you know, I, I'm yeah. You know, but it, it is awesome that at least um, you know, there has there's still a sort of a continuing um interest like for age resistance and for these sort of uh things to sort of pop up like with this exhibit um from Center for Puppetry Arts. It'll, it'll go from June 18th, of course, which is today, and um, I think uh, October the 31st is um, 
the the last day of when um the exhibit will end so it's only a couple of months um but i i know that... how cool would that be to go on halloween oh yeah i know it, it would actually be pretty <laughs> great yeah like you know part of the last day um it would be yeah it, it'd actually be a kind of like a cool like you know big events you know they did like the last day you know, halloween themed and all that kind of stuff it would be or if they extend it past october like they did for the other dark crystal they, exhibit which ended up going on much longer than originally planned yeah definitely yeah yeah and actually i think you know and that that exhibit actually won like a few i think it definitely won like um an exhibition award as well um which was which was really cool so i mean i'm hoping they'll you know they'll be able to strike it twice again with age resistance um you know based on sort of the images that we've been seeing um old things that are on display like rakira and you got the um uh the puppet show versions of you know of, they um, have freckles freckles they have yes. his face and then yeah, like his, his servos his... and his like skull it's it's terrifying and wonderful oh yeah yeah exactly yeah and also um i i, I did watch that um uh the little video interview i think that was from uh fox atlanta um that they did a coverage of you know of the center for puppetry arts and um and that was pretty cool and actually cool is seeing that skeklak being there as well um and not only seeing you know but you actually can see you know behind skeklak like the just sort of you know what the inside part is like you know for puppeteers going inside to perform so you know the x-ray not x-ray but you know that yeah they're yeah. giving us that 360 view yes. though that's yeah, amazing exactly yeah so Whereas usually, yeah, it's, you know, it's always just from the front on, so you don't actually see, you know, the, the mechanics or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, so, no, which is, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think um, it's good that they realize that a lot of the Dark Crystal fandom are uh, aspiring creators in that field and that there are so many fans of the Dark Crystal who want to go into puppetry in some form and who want to have a career that's related to it. And so I feel like there's been a lot of emphasis on showing us sort of the inside world of how this show was crafted. Kind of right off the bat, the fact that Netflix even did the, the Crystal Calls documentary, the fact that we got um, the the book, the big... Um, coffee table book that, that with the making of age of resistance and everything i feel like um and i think the exhibit is reflecting that too um that so many of the fans have a, an interest in the craft not just the story um so it's, it's really cool to see that getting attention again um you know it shows you know, people aren't bored of it just because it's been you know, a little while since 2019 when the buzz was happening, people are still going to go see this exhibit and they are going to see this exhibit. And I really hope that that um, generates more attention again. And I hope that it goes on longer than October. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, if it continues on into the new year and if it gets to a point where, you know, I'm able to fly, then yeah, I'd definitely be um, definitely be up for, for a visit. But I know a lot of people have been requesting about it. I know sometimes they do their um, live tours online and, um, well, they haven't announced it. I, I think they had done that in the past with the Dark Crystal exhibit. So, yeah, so hopefully, fingers crossed, that they can do one for the, um, yeah, you know, for people that... Yeah, you know, people like myself, you know, that are unable to, to fly out, but really would love to. And, you know, yeah, just to, yeah, whatever it takes, you know, to at least see 
what the display is like. Um, but based on the images that we've seen is, um, yeah, it's, it, it looks pretty great. And, um, yeah, so, uh, re- yeah, it's really good that, you know, just seeing for puppetry arts have been, uh, yeah, yeah, continuing sort of, you know, showcasing the world of Thra. And specifically the world of Age of Resistance so that, you know, we really need to show that there's still a huge audience of people who want that story specifically continued and expanded on um and are still interested in it you know we're not it's just the best prequel ever oh yeah 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 i i it's it's definitely really up there you know with all the the prequels that are sort of out there um i i yeah it's like you know we pre- I mean, you know, the first prequels you could think of is, you know, of course, the Star Wars prequels, which, you know, some people love and hate sort of thing. Yeah, regardless um, of how you yeah, feel about it, you probably you feel, feel strongly. Yes, yeah. yeah <laughs> One no, exactly, way or the other. Yeah. yeah, but, um, but yeah, the um, Age of Resistance, yeah, it was definitely, um, yeah, just unlike anything, and they really went above and beyond. Like, it... it um, so, it's, you know, it, it's still crazy that, you know, I know, like, you know, for us, like, it, it's still sad about, you know, uh, the show being cancelled, we're like, ah, oh, damn, Netflix, damn you, Netflix, and all that kind of stuff. But it, it is sort of we do we still have to remind ourselves that um, you know Netflix were the ones that greenlit the show in the first place. That they were crazy enough to be like, you know, doing these you know ten episodes of puppets, yeah. um, and they were the ones yeah. who pushed for puppetry in the first place. Like they yeah, asked over, for I, it before before yes. uh, the Henson Company did. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Credit so. where it's due for sure, and and. At the end of the day, if you'd have told us 10 years ago that we were going to get 10 hours of new Dark Crystal content, I would never have believed it. So it's, you know, I don't, I don't ever want to seem like uh, I am in any way ungrateful for that or that I've lost sight of that just because I could get grumbly about the fact that I don't have a Blu-ray and we, we would love to have a season two and the timing of announcing the cancellation with Emmy and like... There's so many things we can grumble about and we can absolutely want more, but that's not mutually exclusive from also just being happy little clams that we got as much as we did. We can we can experience both at the same time for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have, have, a, have a bit of a balance, um, I guess, much like the Erskeks try to, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah, being, being Everything both mystic in and Skeksis, you know, the combination of the two and just sort of maintaining the balance. Um, yeah. <laughs> Basically just, you know, chill out, everyone. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try to, yeah. Um, but still, like, the, the, we can absolutely see uh, this sort of, these new events happening, like the ballet, like the new exhibit in Atlanta, like the uh, puppeteer reunion, which we're going to talk about in a bit. Um, these things can for sure act as little beacons of hope for us because any time... Uh, I guess the worst thing that could happen would be, you know, stagnating silence. You know, nobody cares anymore. Well, that's just going to tell everybody, you know, this story is not worth picking up and continuing because nobody's talking about it three years later, four years later, five years later. But we still are and we still will be. And especially if they keep doing awesome stuff like this, um, where they, they keep giving us little nuggets of hope by having attention brought on it again, one way or another. And I think, I mean, you know, talking about with the Center for Puppetry Arts, I guess it is probably a good segue to sort of uh, chat a little bit about the, um, the, the the online panel that they had, um, the reunion of puppeteers, which I was able to, well, which I actually w- w- 
went to it even though it was like um i think it was like 3 a.m in i think um monday morning for me to um uh to be on the chat i know unfortunately you dedication yes i know exactly yeah i mean anything for dark crystal um you know like a big like this event like you know having all these puppeteers all together um and you would have to be you know somewhat special so um (laughs) um so yeah i know i know unfortunately i know you couldn't couldn't make it at the time um yeah yeah which i know but at least one of us did so i'm I'm interested to hear about it yeah yeah um so yeah so i i guess well first thing i was really surprised how long it went actually i i thought it was going to be like maybe one hour uh but actually went for 90 minutes um so i thought oh wow okay that that's pretty cool you know (laughs) um yeah and um and so, yeah, it just started with um, uh, the presenter, I think Sarah, I think who works with Center for Pup Tree Arts and, you know, just presented everyone. Um, and, it, I mean, yeah, I mean, sort of an overview is sort of um, uh, with the chat was that it, it, was just, it, was, it was just so cool just seeing all the puppeteers together and they were just all having a bit of a blast, essentially. Like, you know, there's just a lot of love and, uh, for the dark crystal and, 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 and for each other sort of thing. Like, you know, it's, um, you know, if we're like, I mean, I, I was just, you know, it's one of those things where I, I was trying to like write notes like at the beginning, but then sort of halfway through, I sort of maybe lost a bit of track just because I was so, I think more focused in, you know, the, the conversations and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, to be, Oh, I need to write this stuff. Um, but like, I know just like absorb for, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was definitely worth it. Um, and I think, like, I mean, my favorite highlights, um, I know uh, Victor Dierid, um, who puppeteered uh, Hup, he would um, change his, um, because it was all on Zoom, essentially, and he would actually change his uh, background now and then, uh, whether he was at the Castle of the Crystal or if he's, um, or the background, I think, of um, the that shot of Hup, you know, the po- Podling Justice star and uh, oh, yeah. quite a few wow, other things. So that was, that was kind of fun. But, like, uh, just going through... Um, uh you know through my notes uh as much as i've written like louise gold like um yeah she was just glowing just it was just so you know just just full of you know mentioning just the positivity and how amazing it was just to be part of the show and and that it was worth it and i mean that's i think a lot of other puppeteers sort of you know all yeah yeah very you know very happy you know that they were um um that you know for neil it was sort of like a, a surreal sort of you know a treadmill of surreal moments like uh with the show and i think you know he would um you know if you ever got a chance like he'd you know visit part of the sets you know just because it's like well this might be the only time you know might get to see anything like this um yeah and um and i think uh oh one one i mean and probably i mean a couple of things that sort of popped up that um i thought that was interesting was um the scene in the library with um Brea, of course you know, you know with all the paper that's flying around that um you know that, that was all sort of like puppeteered essentially um and i think originally i think it was going to potentially be more of a digital effect but once the puppeteers you know worked out about um that they could actually do it you know uh like, like you know for real sort of thing and i think louis was kind of shocked that you know that that way actually worked um and you know just notes from you know going through everything um i think you know dave chapman he mentioned that you know really for a show like this like everyone had to sort of um get along um you know to to work essentially on the show considering that they 
I think they, uh, I think they filmed for almost 11 months, I think, uh, which, you know, Kevin Clash, he kind of mentioned that, you know, it was sort of, it, it was really essentially doing like, you think like there are 10 episodes of television, but it is really, you know, the quality that they went through, it was sort of more, more or less like doing five movies, um, at the same time sort of thing. So, um, and sort of got to know more about like um, like the filming like the filming style I guess that you know that Louis would um, do you know because they would they would shoot like of course they had multi camera you know had at least two cameras like filming scenes uh, which I mean it, it definitely makes sense like you know to try and uh, you know get these scenes shot as you know as you know as much get as much as you can get shot sort of thing. Um, but I know, I think Louis had, um, I think he was, he, he like doing like really long takes, um, you know, of, you know, just getting the puppeteers to, to just perform as much as they can, like within a take sort of thing. Um, so I know that was sort of something I think the puppeteers had to get used to, I guess, because it was such a different, um, you know, way of filming puppets. So there was like a lot of sort of, it, it, it was almost like not starting from scratch, but sort of like, you know, like rethinking or relearning sort of, you know, how, you know, how to make it all work out. And, um, and yeah, they all just all did. It's just, um, uh, pretty incredible. So for this discussion, they, did they do a lot of like looking back like that and just kind of reminiscing on the process or did they, did they talk at all about sort of how things have been for them since? Um, or was it more just like looking back at, what they went through yeah i think uh, it, it was really just yeah looking back of just their experiences working on um age of resistance um and just you know just all the things they had to put up with i mean especially like with wind with the wind machines for example um you know and there'd be times where it's like you know that they'd get um you know whether it's like sand or for example or like or more like the the grass moss that just you know gets in the way you know every time they're trying to puppeteer and they have to use you know the wind machines for quite a few scenes um so and i think victor yared i think he, he actually made a funny point about that being skexis was actually a safe place because um that essentially be dirt free you know when they were doing like all the smoke bombs and all that kind of stuff that because you're so covered with so many layers of clothing, like, you know, on top of, you know, <laughs> everything that, and I know uh, Helena, I know she mentioned about that. It was being a Skeksis was her favorite to f- perform because, you know, just, you know, having your own space, like, you know, within, within the costume. I mean, even though it's like, yeah, you still have like two or three, you have at least like two or three puppeteers, like, you know, with a Skeksis, but I guess, you know, as a main sort of, you know, being in the body of, of of the character like that you'd prefer to have a roomier one to be able to like breathe inside of i guess yes yeah yeah exactly yeah it makes sense like when if you uh, have to have a bunch of roommates you'd like the apartment to be bigger so it's probably this the same logic for being inside of a skexies um <laughs> yeah and it was just a lot of love i mean and i think probably the big sort of um like scoop you know like uh from from this um reunion i think alice dinian i think she actually mentioned that the um at the stone in the wood sort of that throne room um is is i think it's definitely the location of where um the wall of destiny is and you know of what we saw from the original film the dark crystal uh, which is sort of like we always sort of had hints of it just based on like what the chair looked like and sort of the backdrop 
is very familiar, I guess, to to the Dark Crystal. Um, so. And it's nice to have that like officially confirmed, you know, to yes. have your your uh, suspicions justified and validated, you know. Yes, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So I think that was sort of one of the big things that uh, I I think out of it, like you know, if we're looking for sort of Dark Crystal sort of story um, details, that okay, well that's you know we sort of always had the suspicion that that's probably the case but yeah so she's just sort of out there out right there and it was sort of confirmed um yeah so um so uh, yeah so i thought that was that was kind of cool um and um and it makes me think about you know how um the rule you know how the throne room is actually going to get destroyed you know um if they make it you know if they you know if we ever get the day where we get to see doing more um uh more age of resistance or whatever the case it's gonna be yeah yeah so we have interviewed a lot of the creative minds behind age of resistance so we've gotten a lot of like individual perspectives on when we ask them about things like where you see the franchise headed in the future um would you work on more if you had the opportunity that kind of thing did they do any talking about did anybody mention anything about where they might see the franchise continuing if they have any hopes or theories or ideas about that sort of thing because i know a lot of people tune into stuff like that specifically to have more hope you know to have the the people who were a part of it you know either confirm suspicion like i'm not expecting them to drop any big news like oh guess what actually disney plus picked up season two like Obviously, that would have been oh, no. the first thing you led with, and everyone would be freaking out if that were the case. <laughs> yeah. But just in terms of like talking about, you know, how the, what they hope to see happen in the future, uh, in terms of the franchise, if they want to be a part of it anymore, to anybody touch on anything like that, or just kind of more of the same sort of things we've already. I, I yeah, I would think it was, it was more just the same things about yeah, just sort of recollecting. Re- recollecting their memories of you know working on the show um and um yeah but i think like definitely i i think you know if, if more dark crystals sort of happen i think everyone would sign up to do it again um like even though yeah like you know it was such a challenging you know production and even i think um someone mentioned about i think we sort of heard about you know when they do rehearsals and stuff but then when you're on set it's like it's different you know you have to sort of think it seemed like you had to think of you on your on your feet about you know how you're going to approach these scenes sometimes um for the puppeteers um so but i think like I, i think they would all be willing to they would love to come back again you know to do it um uh but i think um uh, i think just sort of thinking about now i know um louise i think she mentioned about you know and you know and her, she's sort of subject about you know who knows you know if, if, if it'll be you know if we'll come back like in, in in 20 or so years time that sort of thing so um yeah i think everybody's made that joke about like oh it'll be another 30 years before the next thing and and uh i know a lot of us don't want to hear that a lot of us are like no um, you know, but hey, if, if that's our worst case scenario, that's, we could do a lot worse than that, honestly. Like, that's, to me, that still says, all right, cool, so in another 30 years, Dark Crystal will still be relevant culturally. People will still want to make new content in 60 years. My geriatric butt is still going to be excited at when that day comes. So, um, while it would be... 
ideal to have more things sooner than that, and I certainly do not hope that it will be another 30 years before that happens. I'm just saying, of all the worst-case scenarios, um, it's definitely not... It, it could be worse, you know? If, if that's... If, if we're still... If someone is still talking about Dark Crystal content coming out 30 years from now, I mean, that's pretty awesome. It gives me hope for future generations, for sure. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, even if it got to a point where, you know, they... Yeah, if it did take 20 or 30, you know, 20 years to to sort of conclude the story, and then after that they're like, you know what, that's it for Dark Crystal, no, you know, like, as for future puppets, but I'm like, at, at least if they're able to tell that sort of story that I think, you know, that was sort of always hinted in the Dark, you know, with the original film that started it all, the Dark Crystal, and, you know, the scene with the Gelfling ruins, that just raised so many questions, like, we all wanted to know, what were the Gelfling like? What was their culture like? You know, how how did the um this the Gartham destroy them all, and and how did the Skeksis took over the world, and all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, I really hope you know, yeah, like if they do get to tell that, you know, the middle part of the story, but then they're just like, you know what, we won't be doing puppets anymore. I mean, I, I I'd hope they wouldn't do that, but I at least I'd you know just be good at least that at least there's been sort of like it's almost like we almost have sort of our own uh, dark crystal trilogy of it, you know, age of resistance, the second part, whatever, whatever it be the Gotham Wars. And then the film being the third, the third act of this sort of this whole um, dark crystal, you know, the main law, I guess, you know, the main, the big pieces of the puzzle that happen in the world of throughout. But I mean, of course we all know that there's, you know thousands of years of um of history that can be told in different time periods not only before age resistance but also after um and you know we've had some stories here and there but i think you know this story with age resistance and between that and dark crystal is probably the most sort of interesting um period of storytelling so um yeah so i know we always sort of got our fingers crossed that they're able to sort of yeah tell tell more stories and um yeah yeah (laughs) another kind of cool announcement we've had since the last time we chatted too it's not necessarily dark crystal specific but it's definitely related to age of resistance in a big way and um i just i really wanted to make sure i shouted out uh will matthews and jeffrey addis are writing the lord of the rings anime yeah, film for yes netflix. yeah oh, I, oh, it, actually i, I it's it's enough from a, a netflix it's um because actually what's happening so um so sorry to take you off <laughs> about that yeah 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 no <laughs> yeah, if there's yeah, more exactly. to it go uh, so, for it yeah so that was recently announced like a, yeah about a week or two ago um yeah with the lord of the rings the the war of the rohirrim uh which is yeah, so excited! That's like my favorite oh, thing yeah. about the Two Towers. I love like so Rohan. I'm the Battle so of excited. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. very great moments like from the Two Towers, and I mean, I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. So, uh, so for me to you know to re- you know when I was reading it and then reading that they were involved, I'm like, yes, like it's gonna be good. Like you know, um, yeah. Knowing, so it's you know, not gonna be for Netflix after all. Uh, no. So actually, so the the thing with see the interesting thing with Lord of the Rings um, at the moment because I know you know it's 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 actually really interesting times now because you know of course we've got the amazon tv series that's probably going to come out probably next year or, or whenever it does come out um but so really the background is that amazon 
has all the rights to Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and the Appendices for TV-only productions. So they can make as much TV as they want um, with The Lord of the Rings and they can do a TV show about The Hobbit if they wanted to and, and The Appendices, all that kind of stuff. Whereas Warner Brothers, um, they own pretty much they own everything, Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, The Appendices, but for films only. So, so this, this um, anime film is actually going to be, it, it, it has to be, it'll be released in cinemas, um, essentially. Um, so, uh, no, which is so, so, which is really cool. So, and, and. Well, then will it be streaming, do you think, on HBO Max then, as opposed to Netflix? Uh, because that's yes. the, the partnership with Warner Brothers yeah, then. Yeah, because I think. Honestly, yes, I, yeah. I kind of hope so. Yeah, that, I like, would, I would imagine that would be the case. I, I would, I, I would hope that by then we'll be able to go back to seeing, you know, being able to see the movies on the big screen and then, yeah, obviously, yeah, it'll probably pop up on HBO Max a couple of months later, um, which would be uh, pretty cool. And um, so that's been, um, so that, that and that's the thing, like, with um, with the Warner Brothers stuff is that, yeah, they can make as many Lord of the Rings or Hobbit movies as they want to, um, you know, as long as for movies only, they just can't do uh, TV shows. So, but, the, but for them, yeah. Well, I... I, I do, you know, have my reservations about Warner Brothers uh, lately, the way that the studio has handled a lot of things. And, you know, everybody has their opinions about the the Hobbit trilogy films. And um, for me, it's more, you know, my feelings about the, the last few years and the whole Zack Snyder shebang and, and things with the, with the DC universe. And there's just a lot of controversy pertaining to Warner Brothers um, in the air right now. There's a lot of angry comic book fans who are not happy. They're, they're saying that Warner Brothers is Batman's greatest villain right now. <laughs> um, but that being said... I personally think that they they overall have put a lot of care into the Lord of the Rings franchise. And for me, the fact that these writers specifically were brought on board for this project is such a huge glimmer of hope to me. Like, first of all, I'm just so excited for Will and Jeff because for they, I mean, we know what amazing writers they are because of Age of Resistance, but in addition to that, we know firsthand what great human beings they are. <laughs> like, they were so much fun to talk to, and they had such amazing insight. Those of you listening, if you have not listened to our big chat with Will and Jeff and Louie, like, go listen to that, because they're just such insightful humans, <laughs> and they have so many amazing nuggets of wisdom for writing and for creating and for expanding on a universe that you are stepping into that already existed before you um like they they have shown how capable they are at picking up a torch that um somebody else left for them and so i i just i'm so excited to see them do what they did with age of resistance for the lord of the rings franchise if they handle it with a fraction of the care that they handled dark crystal with then it's gonna be great and a lot of people have reservations about the fact that it's animated, but I'm stoked. I mean, I love seeing something new. We haven't had anything like that yet. And um, I mean, to cycle back to Netflix again, but the Castlevania anime series, I was obsessed with that, man. That was so good. So well contained. Um, 
so exciting and and i think you know a lot of people who aren't anime fans see the word anime and they kind of are triggered into having this predisposition of what they think anime is to them you know they think it's all dragon ball z or naruto and it's not that's not the case that's not all what it is you know not that there's anything wrong with those things necessarily i'm just saying that's that's not um we're not gonna have lord of the rings that feels like sailor moon just because it's anime you know like that's um and i think people should really give it a chance because these writers are phenomenal and i'm so glad there's more eyes on them that they're expanding um their i don't want to say their resumes you know but you know expanding their repertoire expanding you know so that more people can see how many franchises they can just they keep picking up torches and it's great it's i'm so excited for will and jeff yes yeah because I, I yeah because i know um i think um cliff who um or clifford who runs the 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 one ring dot net um i think he's a, uh yeah um and and yeah like you know because he's a he's a huge huge fan of dark crystal you know he loved the show so i think you know i think he was like over the moon about <laughs> um yeah you know hearing that jeff and will are, are involved and that i think this you know this anime film is it, like it's going to be something really good, hopefully, you know, so uh, we definitely got our fingers crossed and wish her the, all, all the best. And I think even the, um, um, you know, and like even just doing a little bit of research about the, the creative team that are involved, um, like with the directors, you know, of the, the anime, um, which I mean, I, I remember seeing like some, um, just some stills of the work that he's done. And it's just like, okay, nah, th- this should be pretty good. So, and I think, I think even, um, Philippa Boyens, who was, um, one of the screenplay writers on, on the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit films. So she's oh, yeah. a consultant. She's like Peter Jackson's yes, right hand yeah. woman. Yes. Yeah. So, um, Absolutely. so, um, yeah, so she's involved in, you know, in a consultant kind of capacity and, and who knows how involved, um, I mean, cause that's the thing is that these take place in, you know, in Peter, Peter Jackson's Middle Earth, you know, in that same, same world, you know, that we saw from Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit films. So, um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see. Um, but, you know, with this anime film that it's in a different time period, um, I think it was like 260 years, I think, before, um, uh, before the Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit. So there, there's a bit, yeah. So it's going to be really interesting. And I'm, yeah, I, 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 I myself can't wait. Cause, um, yeah, those films, um, especially Lord of the Rings, they were the films that actually got me into, into filmmaking in a way. Um, and, um, like, yeah, yeah, of course, you know, had Star Wars and Dark Crystal that they were always sort of a bit of an influence, you know, they were an influence, um, but Lord of the Rings, I think, you know, being the right age as well, you know, during that period of time, sort of, you know, yeah, (laughs) um, yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, big time. I also feel like there are big implications for what this says about how other studios were absolutely paying attention to Age of Resistance, because it's, it's not an accident. There's no way it's a coincidence that they hired these writers who took on this project that already had so much lore and um, existed before they stepped into it. And they, again, picked up that torch that was not theirs in the first place and carried it with such grace and honored the original material. And that the fact that Warner Brothers clearly had to have seen and acknowledged that, that they're entrusting them to do the same thing with Lord of the Rings, which is huge. 
Um, so what does that tell you about how other studios are paying attention to Age of Resistance still? Um, who else is paying attention? What does that mean? Are they going to be having conversations about it? There's This raises questions and implications for sure. Um, so those of us who are holding out for the possibility that other studios are going to pick up the rights to Dark Crystal and be able to continue the story of Age of Resistance, when things like this happen, that feels more possible. It feels like less of a crazy dream when Warner Brothers picks up the writers for Age of Resistance who you know, with all due respect, didn't have a whole lot of recognition up until that point. They hadn't done much. Like, in Crystal Calls, they even say, like, they hadn't done anything before that point. You know, this was really their breakthrough, and it was impressive enough to land them a writing job for War Lord of the Rings with Warner Brothers. So, who else is paying attention? It feels like anything's possible now. So, maybe I'm too hyped. Uh, maybe I'm more hyped than I should be in terms of that, but... I don't think people are considering that <laughs> that side of it. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, I'm glad that at least, you know, like, out of the show that, like, you know, people like Jeff and Willie, like the creators, you know, that, you know, that it's really, like, helped them so much, like, you know, with, with getting more work, you know, and, and, and yeah, that opportunity to be de able to delve into um, Middle Earth. And I know they've had, they've probably, you know, even after, you know, with, with the age of assistance that they've, been working on on a few things together and and not only i think with them two together but also with um harvey um grigio max wash as well so um i think it's been just nothing but great things for them um so yeah yeah and and, and that's the thing like it, it's good that at least like you said like at least um you know they're sort of putting dark crystal on the map or you know the people that are you know hiring them it's like you know they're seeing their work from dark crystal yeah. so because think um, about it too yeah. people who aren't necessarily fans of dark crystal yet or who haven't gotten a chance to check out a age of resistance yet because let's face it it was not marketed enough <laughs> we know this um people who watch this lord of the rings anime are going to be going going to be going to IMDb and looking up the people who wrote it, looking up the people who directed it and they're going to be like, "Oh, who are these writers? What else have they done?" Boom, there's Age of Resistance. Oh, what's that? Let's watch that. Like I that's cool, man. That's exciting to me to think that there are so many people out there who are watching this just because it's Lord of the Rings and they're going to go down that IMDb rabbit hole that we all go down when we watch something exciting. Mm, we do, yeah. And they're going to be like, "Who are <laughs> yeah. these guys?" and it's going to lead them to age of resistance yeah. and then boom new and fans know, it, it, it would i know it would actually be interesting now um like it's one of those things that's like i would love to know the numbers like how well yeah. age of resistance really they'll went. never tell us um <sighs> i know i know we can dream, I, it, it just didn't seem like not not enough but i mean I, I, it would be interesting if there was like a bit of an increase you know since uh the last you know week or two not a lot but just you know enough that it's like oh okay oh this is actually picked up a little bit more than unexpected why is this ah oh, because of this lord of the rings yeah. anime thing oh, and okay. because <laughs> of the new exhibit and like also mm. uh talking about other studios paying attention to lord uh, to uh, dark crystal kind of disney's even paid a little bit of attention to dark crystal recently because um the the disney museum just had this big webinar on zoom it was an interview with Karen Falk from the Jim Henson archives. And um, I mean, it was a pretty straightforward, she was just talking about her experience working for the archives for Jim Henson, how she got the job, um, what her job entails, the project she's been working on. She talked a lot about Jim Henson's red book and like how he 
um, kept everything that he did. So he kind of did a lot of her job for her, but she kind of just had to sort through all of his things and organize them. But um, and then the Imagination Illustrated book, it looks like all about his journal and like, you know, just talking about the Jim Henson legacy and how looking through the archives of the physical, tangible things that are still left from his legacy are still there to, to show off. And there was attention, you know, brought to Dark Crystal because you can't talk about Jim Henson props without talking about Dark Crystal puppets. And um, you can't talk about Jim Henson and his legacy without talking about the Dark Crystal, the thing he was the most proud of. And while it wasn't a Dark Crystal-centric um, experience, <laughs> necessarily, um, this particular webinar, the fact that it was through the Disney Museum, um, that to me, like, I couldn't help but, like, quirk up an eyebrow and be like, interesting, Disney's paying attention to more about Henson than just the Muppets. The fact that this was a Disney event that wasn't just talking about the Muppets, it was talking about Henson. Yeah, well, I mean, and, <laughs> th and that was the thing, like, it just came, It just, I, I totally remembered um, that I think they actually did a, a panel about age resistance, like, through the Disney Museum, like, last year, I think. Um, so Disney's watching so know, too. I, know, I mean, it, Disney's always watching. It, it is. Let's be honest. They're yeah, watching it, us exactly, right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Big Mickey. <laughs> um, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, that's been really interesting. Like, yeah, you know, with all that kind of stuff. And I mean, of course, you know, um, the Hanson Company have been working. You know, they've been doing that Earth to Ned, which is um, so cute. Show, which is which is really Super cool. Cute. So, yeah, and. Um, so, I mean, it, it is good that at least, you know, I mean, that's a great thing, like, with Henson Company, that at least they've been working with different streaming services, and, you know, you think that some of them are, like, keeping their eye out on, you know, <laughs> with Dark Crystal, and, I mean, it would be amazing if, you know, yeah, if it does get picked up, and, you know, all that kind of stuff to continue the story. So many but, yeah. people have said, you know, oh, that's a, that's a fantasy, that's a silly thing to hope happens, you know, but is it, though? Is it really that outlandish? Because... You know, we're looking at two years later now and other studios are paying enough attention that they're hiring the writers and they're still putting on exhibits and webinars. And I, I feel like yeah, it's not that they, crazy, they, man. They, they need the, they, they need the content, um, which I mean, like, even for me, it's like, you know, I always think of Apple TV as a possible platform just because I just feel like that Apple TV, um, plus that they need the, they need more content and you know to have something like dark crystal and the content they have is like, really yeah. good it's just not it's <laughs> oh, not getting yeah, a lot of yeah. attention um no no i mean like even that show um like I, i've only watched um uh, like ted lasso which is like an amazing show and a new season is coming out in a couple months time um but i actually need to watch will fork is actually just thinking about it. i know that's another show or a film that came out um that has uh, that dark crystal vibes uh from what i've heard so uh be kind of curious to um to check that out. out but yeah yeah definitely yeah and who knows if they release a uh, maybe apple will release you know an iphone that's crystal shard purple and then we'll be like haha <laughs> <laughs> apple's yeah. paying attention too <laughs> can uh, you imagine uh, 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 yeah exactly yeah <laughs> it's, yeah I know. it's I the eye so. shard <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, that they wouldn't uh, use that that would be that i mean that would be a great that would be a great collectible, actually. Which the I mean, you know, we can. There it is. It's yeah. the ice sketch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and I, yeah. So um, yeah, so there had been a lot of like yeah, little panels like that, you know, and that's been really cool just to see uh, 
bit of love to the dark crystal of course and um and just sort of thinking about you know collectible collectibles of course oh, yeah. um we we got to talk about weta weta workshop which connects um, to Lord of the Rings so, too. Hey. <laughs> well, it does actually. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're segueing, we're segueing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> chugga, chugga, chugga. We got this. Which has really um, been really cool for our Weta Workshop, sort of continuing doing the the figurines. So I think uh, I think it must have been about a month or so ago um, that they uh, announced Saladon in her Gothic regalia, which I think we probably will be talking about in the future on the show. Um, well, I think one of the episodes, I think we definitely. I try. Maybe it was a Celadon. We part we two, touched maybe. on it because I think they had announced it when we were having our wrap up about Celadon before. So it must it must um, be one of the upcoming episodes. I and, think we definitely discussed about her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. yeah well, so, you'll hear us talk about it somewhere. Yeah, if definitely. You're yeah. Especially with Celadon. Yeah. Um. But also, I mean, recently they just um, out of nowhere um put a a, a drop a pre order for uh, a new. Uh, for Kira Yay! from the Dark Crystal, so did you did you pre-order uh, is, her by chance? Because I did. I I probably will get around to it. I I think the issue not the issue, but I got to figure out where I'm gonna put these um Weta Workshop figurines because it's like I've I've already got um uh, I've got Rian, Deed, and Brea and Hub. Like I've got all the small characters, and uh, I'm still currently renovating my my unit um my. Uh, that I bought like in the city like last year and still renovating and cause it's been taken a while cause of COVID and all, all that kind of stuff. Um, but hopefully move in late, later this year and, you um, got time. But She'll... For, I, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is with Kira, I think, um, with the pre-orders, I mean, they're happening now, but, um, Kira won't be coming out till I think early yeah, next year, at least. uh, which makes, which, uh, yeah, yeah. Which makes sense why they're sort of like, at least announcing things like to coincide with the 40th anniversary of the dark crystal. So I think she um, looks beautiful. No, it's a great figure. Oh, yeah. The sculpt was done. Yeah. Uh, normally they do digital sculpts and I guess they didn't uh, sculpt her digitally. They, there was just like a lot of stuff was done differently for this particular sculpt compared to other ones. Uh, uh, I don't know quite enough to be able to elaborate on that too much, but I did, you know, read some stuff about how this sculpt was, a little unique compared to others and just my personal observations based on the pictures that they've released i feel like she looks i feel like they've given her that sort of soft like felt like texture in her skin the way that the original puppets had because as a lot of people have observed the jen and kira face puppets look softer they look fuzzier to the touch than the age of resistance gelfling do who look like a lot more smooth and um, latexy, I think. And that just—I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing necessarily. I just feel like it's a—it's an observation that I that I made fairly early on, and I feel like this figure of Kira sort of represents that because she looks soft, and I—I I don't expect that she's going to be made of felt, but I mean, she—they did do some sort of like stippling technique or something to make her skin look a little more textured, and I'm really excited to see those freckles in person because um, Kira's freckles are kind of. You know, because as we all know, Freckles the red-haired paladin is Kira's dad. That's canon. That is canon. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna, yeah. do not quote that. <laughs> but a lot of us can dream. Can you dream, imagine yeah. what a twist that would be? Oh no! Dun dun dun! What a twist! Who, who would it be? Red-haired paladin and um, 
Celadon, obviously. Oh, Celadon, yes. Yes. Yeah, they had a they totally had a thing going on. Yes. And yeah. you know, just because we didn't see it doesn't mean it didn't happen, no, it man. Didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep, it's yeah, Freckles yeah. and Celadon, man. Okay, it's Fre- okay, yeah, yeah. Hashtag Freladon. <laughs> Oh, that, that's awesome! Yeah, I know. I know. The, the thing, <laughs> and that's I know. how we get Kira. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how we get Kira. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah. But I, um, yeah, I can't wait yeah. to have her. Uh, she's. I'll throw out my toaster if I got to make room for her. I don't care. I'm. I'm gonna be moving in the next couple months, and you know we're gonna be getting rid of stuff and making room in a new place. And I, I will set aside a specific place for Kira to sit because she looks magnificent, and she's like my favorite fictional female princess character well, I mean, that there I mean, is. You, you like, named a cat after, after I her. sure did. And yeah. I, I was trying really hard not to, you know, I'm sure there's a drinking game out there. You're going to take a <laughs> shot every time Sydney mentions her cat. But yeah. <laughs> if we're going to go there, yeah, I named Kira after Kira because I had to. And I, I really, you know, I have this fantasy of having like a Kira shrine on my mantle for Kira. And then I have... My other cat's name is Lilu, so I'll have a fifth element one on the other side. Like, it's it's going to be great, man. And, and Weta, you're making that dream a reality. So I, lo- I look forward to um, to bringing Kira home because yeah, I think I she's know, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is actually, yeah, interesting. Like, yeah, with I mean, with Kira, like, because they're just, like, they're just sourcing just basically photographs of, of Kira. Um, of course, you know, with Adria's assistance, they would have had a lot more access to the puppets and also to the like lots of images of you know those characters to to get them right um but i think like based on what we're seeing with kira um is very interesting and also interesting i guess the the floor plate is that she's surrounded by mushrooms i don't think we've ever seen mushrooms in yeah not quite i i will say i do think it's very whimsical though i i think they do look like thraw mushrooms it doesn't look totally out of nowhere like they're not Yeah. They're not like Alice in Wonderland mushrooms. Like they're clearly raw plant life, and they had to come from somewhere. But yeah, a lot of people have commented on that. Like, why is she surrounded by mushrooms? And I'm just over here, like, cause it's pretty. Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah. It's cute. So, Shut up and give oh, them yeah, your money. No. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> and and I mean, uh, and they did tease. Um, they did. Um, I think in the phone, in, in an email when they announced it, they they teased an image of one of the next uh, figurines um, in that Dark Crystal lineup. And I think it's pretty safe to confirm, you know, if we, it, that the image was, of course, of Jen. Um, and it makes Our perfect boy. sense. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> and it makes, like, more... I mean, you know, if there's going to be a figure for Kira, then it has to be one for Jen, so without a doubt. Um, so, no, which is really cool. So it, it is awesome, at least, you know, that they're um, expanding on and um, doing more... Um, the the collectibles you know you know they're not for, done for the dark crystal yet. film yeah yeah and i really hope that when conventions start coming back that weta uh has their display like they normally do every time i go to comic-con or WonderCon, i always make sure to go to the weta booth because i love looking at their displays and um i feel like a, a lot of the time, for the longest time at cons, that was the only place to see Dark Crystal stuff for a while before Age of Resistance was to go to Weta and see their figures. And um, so I definitely um, am excited at the at the prospect of seeing all of these uh, these Dark Crystal figures in one place um, if, if Weta decides to bring them to conventions in the future. Um, and on that note, I did want to hint 
that there may be some dark crystal visibility at a convention at the beginning of next year uh, in California. It's in the very early stages of development right now, and I can't give too many details, but I am sort of, uh, you know, help, helping out a little bit here and there, trying to, trying to get this thing, get some dark crystal things in there. So, um, and I am working together with the, uh, with Zay, the showrunner from the Great Conjunction, the Dark Crystal Convention from, uh, 2020, right yes, before, yeah. before, before, uh, yeah, Our Darkening. And I was just thinking about it, like, they were actually, yeah, they were, it was very close, like, I think it was almost like a week yeah, or two before so things close. went down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very apt timing. Um, yeah. But yeah, if uh, any of you out there listening, if you have some opinions on things that you think you would love to see at a Dark Crystal convention, or if you were able to go to the Great Conjunction, what were your favorite things that happened? Something maybe you thought you wished had happened. Um, what If you were to go to a convention and there were some Dark Crystal things happening, what would you want to see? Who would you want to see? What would you want to happen? Shoot us an email at our Dark Crystal email, or, or uh, I mean, our Travel by Stone email, uh, or you can uh, email the the Great Conjunction, and we'll put those in the show notes because I'm a dummy and don't have them in front of me right this second. But yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so our email address, yeah, so it's darkcrystalpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, and you know, we can, um, yeah, to to get some of that feedback for, um, yeah, to get some more uh, dark crystal sort of visibility in the convention space uh, for next year. So yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, fingers crossed it'll happen. And yeah, so got a lot to you know. Hopefully, I think you know with next year. I think with twenty twenty two, I know things have been quiet this year. I mean, things have been picking up actually a lot more now for dark crystal but um but hopefully 22 will be um even bigger things yeah. uh for the, especially for, for the, the anniversary episode. yeah exactly yeah so very apt timing definitely yeah yeah and and before we sort of wrap up for this episode of uh trial by stone i thought i might as well mention about the things that are sort of coming up on the podcast um of course we've got an um uh an interview with Haley um from um, oopsie daisy which actually you actually interviewed her for this um Sure uh, did. video chat um so that will be one of the one of the interview episodes that i'll be coming up and um as well as uh i think i think this is going to be like a three-part actually of um uh what we've t- what i've t- titled the fires of resistance so sort of our our discussions on on the characters from the books um with you know with naya kylan and tavra and gurgen um that you know chatting about those characters and sort of the differences between um how their roles are on the um on the show compared to the books and all uh, all that good fun um speculation with 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 those characters so um so yeah so we got uh, those those shows coming up and you know we definitely got um a few um surprises in store um, I think one thing I can probably mention is um, I think definitely expect um, an audio commentary um, on Age Resistance. So uh, we'll definitely be doing. Um, it's been something I've been wanting to do to get you know because I mean we did one last year for um, 
uh, for the first episode and and I actually re-listened to it. I actually really enjoyed even just re-listening to our chat. It was like it was such a great fun um you know with us so you know i but i it doesn't you know not that the next one is going to be episode two but it'll definitely be one one of the episodes of the show and i think um hopefully you'll enjoy it uh when it happens and you know we'll announce more details about it down the track um so yeah so lots lots of little things in the background you know you know for for the podcast as well to look forward to so um so i think yeah again they'll probably wrap it up and yeah again thank you so much and uh yeah definitely stay tuned for more trial by stone bye everyone if you'd like to get in contact with the show you can do so at darkcrystalpodcast at gmail.com like us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash darkcrystalpodcast follow us on instagram at darkcrystalpodcast and on twitter at darkcrystalpod If you'd like to support the show, subscribe to the podcast, write a review on Apple Podcasts and consider being our Patreon supporter at patreon.com forward slash darkcrystalpodcast. Thank you all so much and stay tuned for the next episode of Trial by Stone. This podcast is brought to you by ThamesCon, bringing conventions to Oxford and London, including the Great Conjunction, the first ever dark crystal convention in the world. For more information, visit their website at www.thegreatconjunction.com.